Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, and uh, we're uh, Baby Watch uh, 2019. Cody, uh, my, my, my co-host, uh, preparing for his uh, second child. Um, he is just a few days away here, Cody, right? Actually, um, we're recording this on Monday night, so it'll be tomorrow. Oh, well, there you go. Going, All right. Yep, for the induction date. So hopefully tomorrow we'll have baby number two. And depending on, on when this actually uh, yeah, um, uh, goes live uh, and gets published, then uh, it might already be there. So uh, looking forward to that, Cody. I know you're you're excited. Yes, finger crossed, really nervous, but praying that everything goes well. And um, this will be an exciting week for many reasons. And and your wife, I hear uh, she she's uh is she gonna make, she's not gonna make this game is she but she'll probably make no. the, the next one is the goal. <laughs> the... Possibly, um, her goal is to at least make it to the Georgia State game, um, and then maybe Northern New Mexico State, but we'll see we'll see how that goes. But definitely not this game. <laughs> this one coming up. Yeah, of course. So. Um, so yeah, de- definitely uh, wish nothing but the best for you, Cody, uh, with that. And um, let's let's get to business and and talk about this upcoming game, huge game um, against uh, Louisiana, uh, the um, reigning West Division uh, champions belt. Um, they're off to a, <clears throat> another fantastic start um, and and look to you know uh, possibly repeat um, as West champions, maybe win the whole thing. Um, so. You know, before we kind of get into the breakdown of that game and then the opening of Sunbelt Play for us, uh, let's kind of do some housekeeping stuff with, uh, you know, some injuries and suspensions. Uh, we'll start with the suspensions. Obviously, Wesley Kennedy, uh, we knew that he was um, serving a four-game suspension uh, for academic ineligibility. Uh, he had an appeal um, go to the NCAA to try to get that uh, reduced. Um, it did not get approved. Um, so he will be serving the final game of his four game suspension um, against Louisiana. And, and that one does hurt Cody. Um, you know, we've definitely mentioned him in past episodes, uh, you know, and, and played the kind of what if scenario of, you know, what if he was in the game against Minnesota? You know, what if we had him against Maine? Would, would we have, uh, you know, beaten them by a lot more? Um, you know, maybe he breaks out a play against Ellis. You know, to make that not look as bad as as, as the Lopscott side of score was, um, but you know what? I mean, certainly looking forward to having him back uh, for the the, the second uh, um, conference game. Um, but but what what kind of um, you know disadvantage does this put put us in? Um, a, a slight one. I mean, he's a dynamic player. Um, he does a lot of really sound like a Swiss Army knife for us, right? So punt, kick returns, running back, slot, you know, you name it, they can, he pretty much can play it. So, um, I mean, to me, I think the biggest impact comes on punt and kick returns. We obviously have a three-headed monster right now in running back. Um, and Caleb Hood has been playing pretty uh, lights out in the slot. Of course, it does kind of, I think, kind of take away some of the things you can do with the slot position with Kennedy not being in there. Um, but... Um, man, I, fifth game against South Alabama cannot hurry up so we can see what he can do on the field this year. We're definitely missing him for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. So uh, moving to injuries now, um, you know, and obviously the biggest one is Shy Wirtz and, and his uh, his status. So, uh, you know, obviously he's been nursing that shoulder. Um, he was dressed against Minnesota. We talked in the last episode, Cody, that more than likely he probably could have went in that game if, if something happened to Tomlin or maybe if he just wasn't playing well and they decided to put him in, um, you know, uh, they had the press conference, uh, like you mentioned, we're recording this Monday, had the press conference Monday with Lunsford. He seemed, you know, they're obviously still in evaluation mode, but um, it seems like everything's moving along um, positively uh, with, um, you know, just his progression. Uh, he had a really good week that he did everything that the coaching staff was asking of him, um, and, and things are kind of moving in the right direction for him. So do you think Shy is going to be ready for this game? I think so. Everything that they're saying appears to be the the key things that you want to hear um, prior to game week. So I think I I would be surprised if he's not the starting quarterback. Um, I mean, based on everything that they've said so far, it appears that he's probably going to be the guy to go. Uh, But they just want to, they don't want to come out and officially say it. I get that for obvious reasons. Um, But I, I think he's going to be the guy that goes out there for on the first series for sure. And do you think uh, do you think if he goes um, that he's just the starter for the whole game? Obviously, barring injury or, or anything like that. I mean, you don't think that we'll see like, kind of a rotation with Tomlin or anything like that? No, I don't think so. I think he'll just still be in there for the whole game, um, and I don't see a, a rotation or a, a upshaw type thing where he comes in on the third series of each half or something like that. I think it'll just be shy the whole time. Gotcha. So now going off of that, let's let's talk about. This offense and, and hopefully what it will be under Shy Wirtz, which, which frankly it, it, it hasn't been, not to take anything away from Tomlin and certainly not putting the blame on him. Um, we've talked in, uh, in past episodes of how well he's done, but, you know, the offense as a whole, um, you know, has not been very productive uh, this year, you know, so far, Cody. And um, and as they say, numbers never lie. So, you know, I was I was looking at uh, the stats and they're they're not good, especially when you're comparing them, um, you know, kind of a tale of two offenses uh, with our opponent and the uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Um, they are fourth in total offense in the entire country. Um, you know, they uh, have explosive offense. Uh, they're throwing the ball around. Um, they uh, average, um, they've had, uh, 2,260 yards, um, this year, averaging, uh, 7.64 yards per play, um, 565 yards, uh, per game, Cody. And, uh, you know, an astonishing one, um, through four games, 26 offensive touchdowns. Then you go and look at us. We are second to last in the country out of 130 FBS teams um, and dead last in, in, in several categories uh, where we're second to last in total offense. Um, but uh, I think it was um, total uh, yards, uh, yards per game and offensive touchdowns. We're all right there at the bottom. So, um, you know, what what's it going to take? And, and hopefully, you know, Shy Words is a, a key um, you know, solution to to that puzzle of, of what's it going to take to get this offense rolling? Well, I think that's a big key there is obviously getting shy back in there and, and running this offense. Um, you know, you mentioned a lot about those numbers, but what I think we have to keep in mind is that these are this is really a, a new offense from last year, right? You have Tomlin, you have Cooper as center, you have LaRoche and Wright and King at running backs, whereas last year it was shy, rainy, 
Fields, Garrett, and you would have LaRoche or, or Wright come in every now and again, but they weren't like consistently in the ball game um, mm-hmm. throughout the season. Like those big uh, four big players were last year with uh, Shy Murray and, and Fields and Garrett. Um, so I think a lot of what you maybe can see is your inconsistencies or a lot of, you know, your, your low production can possibly be attributed to that these are kind of really their first games together. Um, and also, too, we played pretty formidable opponents. I mean, we had LSU and Minnesota, two P5 teams. Both are kind of built around their defenses. Obviously, LSU has brought in a brand-new offense that's lighting up everybody. Yep. Um, but both those Power 5 teams are, are kind of based off how good their defenses are. Um, and you saw the one FCS game that we had, which was against – uh, a good main team that's still ranked in the top 20, I think, in, in, in the FCS. And if you take away the four or five bad snaps that we have, we actually would have had a, probably over 450 yards rushing in that game. Right. Um, and then if we'd got those snaps off well, hell, we could have probably gotten off over 500 yards rushing. So right. I think it's just more along the lines of finally getting in with, with you know, competition that's finally on our level. Um, I think the same thing is kind of with LSU, I mean, not with LSU, but with Louisiana. Right. Uh, they went up against, I think, Texas Southern, and just absolutely bombarded them and kind of puffed up their stats a lot. I know that they went up against a good Ohio team um, that turned the ball over, and that led a lot to um, kind of that blowout win for them last week. So um, I think we're going to have a very tough match, obviously, in this game. But the thing about the offense is just get shy out there let's get things rolling and see how they go i think when we finally get you know the main guy out there that really knows what he's doing at quarterback i think you'll see this offense go a lot better than than what we've seen the last couple of weeks yeah so yeah louisiana they uh opened against uh, mississippi state um that was that, that game that they actually hosted there in lafayette um, you know, losing, uh, you know, a, a close 10-point game, uh, 38 to 28. Well, they didn't host it. It was in New Orleans. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the neutral side. They were, I guess, technically yeah. the home team. Yeah, right, that's right. Um, so, yeah, yep. in, in New Orleans. Then they uh, they hosted Liberty, um, beat them 35 to 14. You mentioned Texas Southern. Uh, that's where certainly uh, a lot, a big chunk of those touchdowns came. Um, and then a lot of those offensive yards, obviously, with that 77 to 6 win over them. Um, and then, uh, you know, this latest game, um, probably the best, you know, at least to this point, maybe the best tell kind of where, where they stand. They beat Ohio. It's an Ohio team that was ranked to, to win their division in the MAC uh, this year and, um, you know, win, win the MAC outright in the, in the preseason polls. Now they haven't had a, a good year to this point. I believe they're one at three, um, but uh, Lafayette um, or Louisiana rather uh, handled them fairly easily uh, 45 to 25. Um, and that was, that was up in um, Ohio. So, uh, you know, what I guess we, we can we can talk a little bit more about our offense here in a second. What's it going to take to kind of slow Louisiana down? And and do you think I mean how much do you think that the schedule kind of help boost you know their kind of numbers to this point? Uh, well, I think their schedule helped a lot. You know, um, like I said, Texas Southern and Liberty are kind of two really bad teams at this moment. Um, Mississippi State is what Mississippi State is. They lost to Kansas State. 
you know, they're kind of up and down in, in how they play. So, uh, but they played them well. Um, it's an SEC team. They played them well. And um, they only lost to them by 10, as you said. Ohio, you know, it's a MAC team. A lot of people think that the MAC this year is just below the Sun Belt. And I, I think you and I kind of agree with that. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah so, um, you know, they they did what we had not done so far, which is play well on the road. Right. Um, and they went up there and took care of business in Ohio. Um, so I would say that uh, they're probably going to come here pretty confident, thinking they can take care of business here. Um, they're favored in this game for a reason. Um, they've looked really good in their four games. You can't take that away from them. Um, so um, even though their schedule, I think, is a lot uh, less difficult than ours to start off the season, they're going to be a very, very tough team to, um, to host on Saturday night for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so with – you know, talking, going back to it, to our offense and, and, you know, we talked the last couple of weeks about execution, you know, it was something with the, the seven trips to the red zone um, coming away with, with just the one touchdown against Maine. Um, obviously you had, uh, you know, a lot of trouble there in the second half uh, against Minnesota only running um, outside of those, those final three plays where you're kind of in desperation mode um, after they score, uh, just had nine plays from scrimmage. So, um, and, and and that's reflected in in, in the in the stats, right? I mean, you um, we only have uh, 153 uh, total plays uh, through three games. Um, that's dead last in the country. Um, obviously, um, you know teams that have not had a bye week are going to have more than that. But we've got you know uh, 10 or 12 teams um, in front of us that have also just played three games that have uh, you know more plays from scrimmage. So that's you know. That goes it comes down to to third down conversion, um, you know, and, and also not shooting ourselves, uh, not shooting ourselves in the foot, um, like we've uh, talked about these um, these last uh, weeks with uh, with penalties, and, you know, and that's that's something that we definitely have to cheer up against a good Louisiana team um, in the comfort of Pulse City. Yeah, that's for sure. We can't trip the. You mentioned the three big things right there. Pretty much the three headed monster that has killed our offense this season and that's penalties turnovers and being unable to convert on third downs um and we've got to fix that we've got to limit the penalties we can't have holding calls on on runs and putting us behind the change and making it second long and and put our offense in, in a in a in a terrible spot uh we're not an air raid style offense so that's not something that we can easily um overcome so, and then obviously the fumbles, we can't sit there and fumble the ball away. This Louisiana team is going to be too good. We're not going to be able to fumble the ball seven times against this team and only lose it once. You know, we do that here, they're going to pick it up at least three or four times easily. Yep. Right. And, and they're going to blow us out the water. And we're all going to be walking out of Paulson Stadium wondering what in the world is going on with our football team. Um, and then, you know, we've, we kind of harped on this last year, Matt, if you remember. But we kind of also ignored it because we were winning football games, so it didn't really right. matter. But yep. third down conversions, that's got to improve. Yep. That's got now a lot of it is because we're behind the change, but there's also a lot of it that's within reason to convert in this offense, and we're still not doing it. And when you get into the stats that you brought up, as far as you know, having like what the least amount of plays ran or, or close to it. No, no, the, the yeah, dead, dead last, yeah. Dead last? 
yep. that that's part of it. When you can't convert on third downs and series are ending right then and there, the three and outs are on the on the uh, second third down that you have in the drive, then you're not going. You know that that's going to require the defense to be on the field more. That's going to require um, our offense not scoring a lot of points, and you're asking a lot more of our defense to go out there and stop the other team. And you know. Look at Minnesota in the second half. You see there where we don't convert on third down or we don't, you know, we fumble the ball away or we have a holding call and there you go. Nine plays, they run 43, 44, whatever number of plays it is they run in the second half alone, which is more than what we ran the whole game. Right. So that's the three big, that's the three-headed monster for our offense. That's what kills us. Those three big sins right there, as you can say, um, that you cannot have. Again, on Saturday night, we've got to convert on third down, so we've got to not fumble the ball away, not turn it over, and we cannot afford these dumb penalties that we've been having the last two games. Yep, yep, absolutely. So uh, let's turn to defense. I mean, that obviously is is the factor that's kept us in a lot of these games, right? I mean, when, when we had the miscues against, uh, you know, Maine, they – at stop after stop, you know, after uh, giving up uh, three uh, early on on that first drive, they they, they shut them down. They uh, obviously kept us uh, in the game um, along with special teams against Minnesota and put us in a position to win. Um, you know, had the the pick early, you had the um, the scoop and score, um, you know, late. So with defense, you know, these two teams, um, us and Louisiana, uh, definitely a lot. Um, Closer, uh, they still uh, rank higher. They're um, 64 in the country in total defense. We're uh, 80 um, at this point. A lot of that is that kind of uh, bend don't break. You know, we're giving up uh, just over 400 yards a game um, and uh, 14 uh, total touchdowns um, to Louisiana. It's giving up uh, 10 uh, total touchdowns at 368.5 uh, yards per game. So, um, what what do you think? Uh, looking at our offense, I mean. Um, obviously, guys like Raynard Ellis and um, you know Raymond Johnson and and Bird, you know who uh, you know all three of those guys had had huge games uh, um, before the bye week against Minnesota. What's it going to kind of take uh, out of the defense to you know hopefully uh, you know put us in another position to you know win a game and then hopefully the you know give the offense um, you know some life uh, to to get things rolling. Well, the front seven's got to play out of their mind this week. Uh, Louisiana's offense is built around their offensive line, which is top-notch, even though they've had some injuries this season. It's still really, really good. Um, if you look at Bill Steele's um, preseason rankings, I think he had their offensive line like eighth in the entire country. Oh, wow. um, yeah, even with those injuries, though, they're still really, really good. Um, it's a very senior-laden team, uh, our offensive line. Uh, they have the three-headed running or the the three-headed monster running back um, that they have, and all three of those guys are fantastic running backs. They each have a little um, difference in their playing style, but they're all three really, really good. Um, I think the key is to stop their running game and really kind of force their quarterback uh, Lewis to to be the player and, and, and to make the plays and to lead them to victory and make him be the one that beats you. Um, and I think if we do that, I think we have a, a really good shot. Also, too, keep in mind the end zone. I think this bend-don't-break defense in this game actually worked to our advantage. Their field goal kicker is not that great. I think he's one for four or one for five on field goals this season. Okay. So if we can get them in the red zone and stop them and make them for, kick field goals, 
Um, obviously, it's a good thing regardless, but they're not really good at that either. Um, so, you know, if we can sit there and kind of do that on defense, I think that puts us in a really, really good spot to, to win this game. Yeah. So, um, talking about good spots, let's move on to what I think is going to be the X factor, what, you know, probably needs to be the X factor in this game. Um, and that is the crowd, um, the power pulse. And, you know, we talk about, you know, it's not just a, a, uh, you know, catchy tagline or hashtag. Um, it's a real thing. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about our uh, winning percentage um, at home and, you know, we, we've seen it time and time again um, coming into play. It's even coming into play uh, so far this year, even against Maine, you know, when, when uh, the offense, uh, you know, was struggling or, and we had those miscues and, um, you know, drive killing uh, penalties and, and, and turnovers and such that, um, you know, they, they, they kind of pulled us through. So what, What's it going to take? Obviously, you know, we want a packed house and, and hopefully we will get a packed house. Um, you know, we, what was it? Uh, the last time we've had over 20,000 was, it was been some years. Do you remember? I think it's 2015. I think the ULM game. It was the ULM, yeah, yeah, yeah. In 16. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, I mean, that last time that we had over 20,000, um, you know, will we, will we beat that mark, I guess, as, as my first question. And then, um, regardless of the, uh, you know, what, what kind of factor is that really going to play? Well, hopefully just to, I hope that we do break that 20,000 mark. I think that's just, um, that'd be a great thing. It'd be a great thing for the team. Um, that'd be a great way to start off conference play. And it'll really, you know, the energy in that place is just surreal. And to get that many people in there rocking and rolling, um, I think will really help our team and the team will really energize and feed off that and and get after it. Um, You know, that place is magical. Um, It just is. And can't explain it, but we always play better there. And the record at that place shows it. So we need to get that place packed out. I think if we do, we get rocking and rolling. We jump out to an early lead, get a couple of big plays, we'll get the momentum on our side, and then we can make we could possibly go ahead and, and run away with this game quick right off the bat and put them in a big hole and, and never look back. But in order to do that, the crowd's gotta be there and we gotta get to going. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, it's it's important to note too, is that I mean, you know, I think easily is, is our biggest um, you know, home game of the year. Um, you know, the, this, this, yeah, uh, yeah competition this, wise, it is. Yeah. Competition wise, I'm a team that, you know, is picked to win the West. Uh, they won the West last year. Um, they very well could win the whole thing, like I said. Um, and if, you know, knowing what we know of, of what we got to face, you know, yes, the first conference game, but, you know, we go on the road against that. We go on the road against Troy, um, at Arkansas State. So, you know, getting, you know, uh, kind of, rebounding a little bit from the non-conference schedule, get on the right track, going one and zero in the Sun Belt, doing it at home in the power of Paulson and doing it against a really good Louisiana team. You know, obviously you can't say enough of, of what that would mean, uh, you know, for the momentum moving forward in the season. Yeah. And, you know, it also gets some positive energy and positive vibes for this football team, which I think is really, you know, it's kind of obvious that they really kind of struggled these first three games and had, not gotten off to the start they wanted, and, and quite frankly, even though a lot of us had them at one and two, 
probably didn't see a lot of the issues that this team would have through these first three games. So come in here and have a clean game, win this game, focus on South Alabama the following week will be tremendous for this team and, and really get them to, uh, I think, the confidence level that they need to really kind of run the uh, run the table here and, and take this uh, conference. Yeah, and and that's a that's a good point because I mean it it is I mean we're sitting here at one and two and, and you're right I mean I think a a lot of people uh, you know I don't know if most people but I mean a, a lot of people um, thought that's where we would be but obviously it's it's not just like the scores of, of like LSU and how close the main game was but yeah just just those like correctable mistakes of the of the Eagles being Eagles thing I mean I I definitely. Um, you know, I think you and I can speak for you, Cody, that, that neither one of us thought that we would, you know, have already matched the turnovers, uh, from all of us here, you know, at, at this point and, um, you know, have, have the penalties that we've had and, you know, had some of the miscues and again, young, young team or inexperienced team, um, at, at certain, you know, key positions. Um, and hopefully we get be one back and, and that, that helps some of that and helps some of the third down conversions and helps some of the, um, you know, cut down on the miscues and the penalties and then also execute in the red zone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that is, I'm glad you brought that up because while we're kind of sitting at, you know, the realistic spot that people thought, um, you know, I, I think it's safe to say, you know, we're not where we want to be as a team right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that, let's, uh, let's take a quick look, um, since we are opening up, um, conference play and let's take a look around the Sun Belt um, to just kind of see where, uh, where everybody else is kind of stacking up, um, at this point. All right. So looking at the Sun Belt, um, you know, you have some teams that are kind of where you expect them to be. You have some other kind of surprises, obviously, um, you know, App State, at three and zero, they just pull off uh, that big win, um, you know, uh, against uh, I don't know if you call them state rival, but maybe you can now, uh, you know, with 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 uh, North Carolina uh, there in Chapel Hill, um, getting that huge win, big win for their program. They're sitting at three and zero, and and really kind of in prime position, uh, Cody, to not only you know kind of maybe run the conference, uh, but, but possibly go undefeated the rest of the season. I know they have one other uh, power five game against South Carolina, which is a winnable game. Yeah, they definitely have that opportunity. Um, and you mentioned the South Carolina game, you know, it could be a thing, but by the time they get to that game, South Carolina could just be so dejected by how bad their season's going that, that they could just cakewalk over them as well. Um, yeah, it's looking like when we go to play them on Halloween that they could be undefeated and possibly ranked. Um, they're already I think that, they're already yeah they're already receiving votes. So yeah, I, I yeah, think I think if they're undefeated at that point, that's a that's almost a given that they're probably ranked. Yeah, so you're talking about an undefeated ranked team on the road on Halloween with a rival. That's going to be a tough one to go up there and compete in. Um, but that's a long way down the line for sure. Uh, but so far, I think they they've kind of I think their offense is what we kind of expected. I think we figured that Drinkwitz would have their offense rolling. Um, he's kind of been an offensive guru for a few years now um, at different spots here and there between Arkansas State, Boise State, and North Carolina State. Yeah, and he is calling um, their plays and everything too. So Yes, he is. Um, I think the biggest question that we have is how is Ted Roof going to kind of have that defense? Um, you heard some, some chatter up there after the Charlotte game. Uh, 
about not liking Ted Roof and what happened there. Um, but that seems to all kind of quiet down now since they beat North Carolina. Um, so we'll see how they do. I think they have a really good test this week coming up against Coastal, which I'm sure that's the team we're going to talk about here in a second, that uh, may give them a surprise, may give them a, a more competitive game than what anybody would have thought at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we can actually go ahead and talk about that Coastal Carolina team. I think definitely the surprise team uh, thus far, at least in a, a positive sense, um, in the Sun Belt, and and you know that's they're sitting at uh, three and one um, right now. Obviously, that that big win at Kansas. Yes, it's Kansas, but it's still a Power Five win. Um, you know, so what uh, what do you kind of see out of the the Chanticleers? I see a, a Chadwell team that's hell bent on on proving a point. Um, and, uh, I look for them to come in this weekend and with the confidence that they could beat App State. And, you know, if they do, that's going to be, that's going to turn a lot of heads, not only in this conference, but I think, I won't say nationally, but maybe within the Southeast among like college football peoples, um, if that happens. So I don't think it will happen. But I do look for that game to be a lot more competitive than what people thought it was going to be at the uh, beginning of the year. Well, well, and if it does, I think it's it's worth noting that that all of a sudden that October nineteenth uh, home game, you know, it's it's because really interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. That then yeah, that becomes a, a huge deal, and now you're looking at you know what we thought was maybe one tough home game with Louisiana now turns into two and a division opponent, yeah. And a division opponent, a game that you have to win. So I kind of, I think we thought that he would have that team competitive. I don't think that we thought it would be this quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it would at least be another two or three years from now before if he could kind of survive the, the first, I guess you can call it two or three waves of just getting beat year in, year out. Um, but no, he's went ahead and got it competitive and, and they look to be a, a force to be reckoned with this, this year. Um, finally, in, in the East, we'll we'll talk about Troy. Um, you know, also kind of where where you kind of expect them to be. I'm at this point at two and one. Um, you know, what what do you kind of see out of them? Um, you know, they uh, their offense has also kind of been clicking. Um, you know, their uh, you know their, their quarterback um, as advertised, um, you know, Barker has has been you know uh, pretty solid so far. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, they had big news out. I think it was last week where they're running back. Yeah, that's is right. out for the year. Um, so we'll kind of see how that affects them going forward. But yeah, Caleb Parker. I mean, he's a he's a heck of a quarterback. He's really really good. And um, you know they they've been putting up a lot of points. And we'll just see. I don't know kind of what kind of competition they've really faced so far. I know they had Southern Miss. I don't I don't at the Conference USA team. I don't really get. You know, I think the defense is pretty good, but I don't think it's anything too, too, you know, spectacular or anything that's really to talk about here. Um, yeah, they they so, lost that game. That was their only loss, forty-seven to forty-two. Um, so yeah, yeah. And, and then they they beat Campbell, uh, you know, FCS team, uh, forty-three to fourteen. Uh, beat Akron, which is a a bad MAC team, thirty-five to seven. A terrible MAC um, team. Yeah, really bad MAC team. So they, yeah, they, while you know, App has certainly proved themselves so far. Uh, Coastal has proved themselves so far. Um, Troy is, is kind of an enigma at this point of, of where they actually stand. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they are. So 
Uh, but they get a test, don't they? Don't they have Arkansas State? They have Arkansas week? State. They they host them, but yeah, they get Arkansas State. Yeah, week. so we'll kind of see how that goes. I think um, Logan Bonner for them has a hand injury, but I think so far what we've seen is that he'll probably play in this game. Um, but if he doesn't, that's gonna that's gonna throw a big wrench into uh, Arkansas State's plans for this game. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how that one turns out. You know, will Troy kind of beat them bad? Will it be a close game, or or will Arkansas State kind of blow them out? And maybe Troy's not as good as advertised, or maybe they are, and they'll prove it here this weekend. Sure. And uh, you know, speaking of Arkansas State, um, you know they. You know they're also a little hard to figure out. Um, they um, two and two on the year. Um, they have uh, they uh, lost SMU to open the year, thirty-seven to thirty. Uh, beat UNLV uh, handily, forty-three to seventeen. Um, obviously had that huge loss against Georgia. Um, you know nothing really to say there. Um, and then and then one last uh, week, um, forty-one to twenty-eight over uh, Southern Illinois. Way. So uh, putting up a lot of points um, in, you know, games where they're, you know, expected to be competitive in, um, but, uh, you know, they, they gave, uh, you know, gave up 37 against SMU, um, you know, in, in, in that opener, um, even 28 against, you know, Southern Illinois. So uh, what, what do you kind of think of this uh, Red Wolves team? Well, I think the big question mark for them was how was Logan Barner going to take over the range from Justice Hanson um, from last year. And so far he's, Passed all the tests with flying colors. He's looked like he's kind of owned the part there, um, which is good for them. And they're putting up points. You know, let's not discredit that SMU loss. SMU is a really good team. They're undefeated right now. Yep. Um, and I think they're kind of on the verge of knocking on that top 25 door um, if they put one or two more wins together. So, uh, you know, and the Southern Illinois team that they beat, yes, that is an FCS team, but that's also a very good FCS team. They're not, I think they took another FBS team opponent um they were either beating them or, or leading them in, in in the fourth quarter a week or two ago um before the arkansas state game but that wasn't that wasn't a, a tough i mean that wasn't an easy matchup uh to have for them either so you know i still think arkansas state finishes second in that west i don't think that they can can outlast louisiana when they play them in a, in a couple of weeks yeah i agree um but for our purposes with us we have to go play them on the road at the end of the season that's going to be a very tough matchup, especially if William Bonner, you know, is, is playing quarterback. And he's healthy in a form and, and stuff, right? Yep, yep. That's going to be a very tough matchup. You know, their defense is good. Obviously, they haven't really shown it, but they've also kind of played pretty good teams so far. And they usually um, get, I mean, historically, they get better as the season goes. Usually, yeah, well, yeah. it's not, well, not, it's not last just, year, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's just not historically. I mean, they, they play a lot better when conference play comes around. Yep. So... You know, they, there's not an easy game on on uh, on our schedule. No, there's not. There's not. So with you know, finally, obviously, we already talked about Louisiana. Um, we'll kind of group the rest uh, together because um, you know you've you've got some interesting ones there. I mean, I, you know, you yeah, you're your two and two Georgia State had the win against Tennessee. Yes, it's Tennessee, but still. Um, you know, you had uh, Louisiana Monroe sitting at one and two uh, with that one point loss uh, to Florida State. Yes, it's Florida State, but still, you know, um, and then, uh, you know, South Alabama, um, you know, uh, hasn't played teams um, 
as close, uh, but 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 hung with some teams, um, and then uh, you know Texas State just getting their first win of the year um, at uh, in overtime against Georgia State, um, and they uh, ironically overtime. ironic or triple overtime, ironically enough, sitting at uh, in in uh, first first place in the West um, because of that because uh, take a picture of it, Texas yeah, State fans. Ex- exactly, it's not <laughs> it's not not going to stay there long. So what what do you think of this kind of uh, uh, you know group of the rest, if you will? Well, I, um, they're there. I mean, it's just the bottom of the barrel there, right? You have Georgia State. Um, Georgia State's a team that kind of terrifies. I, mean, I won't say terrifies them, but they kind of scare me a little bit. As far as if you don't take them seriously, they will beat you. I agree. I think they have just and enough athletes that. Yeah, and it's that, games are going to get up for which you know. I mean, yeah. Tennessee, yes, and then obviously us. Yeah, I think the you know the thing that Sean Elliott has to do up there is make sure that his team is prepared for each and every game. I don't know how well their team was prepared against Texas State. Obviously, not well enough because they lost to them. Um, but, you know, you figure that if you can beat Tennessee, you should be able to beat Texas State on the road. Um, but that's the team that kind of scares me, that if you don't play them or don't come in, in well prepared to or, or respect them at all, they'll, they'll surprise you and beat you. And mm-hmm. Uh, ULM is another one like that, maybe a little bit more so than Georgia State, obviously, because they have Caleb Evans there um, that is just putting on a show like he has done the past two or three seasons. Yeah. Um, and their schedule is hard to figure, too. I mean, they, they opened yeah. against Grambling 31-9. to They obviously had the one-point overtime loss against Florida State, as I mentioned. And then um, they just uh, lost to um, Iowa State. Uh, you know, seventy-two uh, to twenty. Um, so you know, it, it's, it's just kind of. I think it highlights. Out. I think it kind of highlights that their defense is just terrible. Yeah. Um. And but you know, if if they do match or they do get up and play for you, if you don't take them seriously and, and play under their level, they will beat you. We saw that last year when we went out there after we beat App State and mm-hmm. they they took us out behind the woodshed. Um. Well, we've also yeah, have to again. We, we our our offense has to do better because you know. The, yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're not we're not Iowa State or the you know right at least not right now hang seventy two on anybody you know so um, that we we have to correct that become a little less one dimensional correct those things that we talked about with the third downs and uh, and and things like that. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're 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 not going to be able to you know beat some of these teams. No, but I think those two teams are the teams that scare me when we play them because if we if we're not ready to play them, they will beat us, and we get both of them at home. Um, yep. So hopefully that kind of helps out a little bit. Now, as far as Texas State, we don't play them, but I think their new head coach will have them going in the right direction. Obviously, they just beat Georgia State, so that's obviously positive for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not be surprised if they kind of I don't I don't want to say beat another. Somebody or get another conference win, but I would not be surprised if they hung in a game or two against a team that should beat them pretty handily and give somebody a scare. I don't yeah, know who that'll be. Could sure. be ULM, could be Arkansas State, could be Coastal. I don't know. Right. But a team that you would think could go down there or when they play, beat them and, and they hang in there and give them a scare. Um, Let's see. You had mentioned so South Alabama, I think, is the only oh, team we South haven't Alabama really touched on. And that that, that was a that was a team that you had said uh, you know could possibly be a trap game uh, for us if we catch on a Thursday night um, on the road 
and that's after, uh, that's after this game. Yeah. So uh, do you, from seeing what you've seen out of this Jaguars team, do you think that could still be the case? Yes, because of how we played against Texas State last year. Now, right. I know that Texas State had really good defense, and that's something that South Alabama so far has not really shown nope. this season. Um, but it's still a conference road game on a short week, and that's always very tough to to, to win um, those games. So am I feeling a little bit better about that game now that we're three, four weeks into the season? Yes, I am. Am I still? Are like, you feeling? Are you? Let me ask you this: no. Are you? Are you feeling better because of the way South Alabama has played, or the way? Yes. Okay. The way that South so Alabama not, has played. Uh, not, just the way. Just the way they've played so far. Yes, yeah. because they actually did not play terribly against Nebraska. Outside no, they didn't. The yeah. Turnovers. Yeah. Right. Thirty-five to twenty-one. That was honestly probably their best game. I mean, obviously, they they their one win was. Uh, um, 37 to 14 over Jackson State, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think easily say Nebraska was probably their their uh, you know best game so far. Yeah, so you know, could they put that together again against us? They certainly can. And what if they don't turn the ball over, or we turn the ball over this time? You know, so um, I think if this game was just on a regular week, I would feel a lot more comfortable about it. Certainly um, at home, yeah. Yeah, or not even at home, just if it was on Saturday and we right. had a full week to prepare for them. Uh, but that's not the case. And my goodness, if we lose that game, Matt, that's going to that's, that's gonna be terrible. It will. And so that's what I was going to ask. So it is worth noting, at least they don't have a bye. So that they'll be also short week. Obviously, that's they're true. hosting us. But they they do. Um, uh, they're on the road this, this week um, against uh, Monroe. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll be a little even playing field there. Uh, they'll be coming back from, from the road um, game, um, you know, hosting us on a short week as well. So you got that. But um, I guess, yeah, my question is, you know, what is, you know, obviously this game is important and you, you take it one week at a time. Um, and we certainly want to come out of this with with a huge win, and will kind of help set that precedent that the Arkansas State game last year did, right? Um, but if if we do lose this game against Louisiana, what? Not just, I mean, obviously that South Alabama game becomes like a must win, um, but what does it kind of do for the morale of the team? Do you think? Do you think? you know, coming in, be, let's say we blow out Louisiana, do you think we have um, a better chance of getting beat by South Alabama then by maybe coming in over comp and coming in on that short week and not really uh, truly preparing or taking them seriously? Or do you think by, you know, losing this game, maybe we have a better chance? No, I think if we if we beat Louisiana handily, I think we go into South Alabama focused and, and ready to take care of business. You do. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, because of the lessons from last year, right? So you have the Texas State almost disaster. They, well, you hope. You yeah, I mean, the, you, you hope we've learned from You have that, the ULM. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you, I think that will be in the back of their minds because they went okay. through it. And they, they, they were like, oh. And see, that, that I'm not sure of. I'm really not. I mean, I like, I, I understand you learn from history, but yeah, it would be interesting to see yeah. if, if it Whereas, plays out I that think way. If, if, we, if we lose, now it's not just, we lose against a good Sunbelt team. Now it's we're one and three, and we have to win this game. And I think all the pressure at that point becomes is on us. 
don't want to end there. And I think we press. So okay. um, that's kind of my thought process on that, that um, I think if we win, I think that just kind of gives me a lot more confidence that, that we'll go in there and take care of business against South Alabama. We'll kind of see how Coastal plays up against um, App and whoever they play before they play against us the following week and, and kind, of, kind of judge how that matchup will go. Um, but we've got to start taking care of business now because when we get into the latter half of this Sunbelt schedule, it gets brutal. It's yeah, it really does. It, it, yeah, it does. I mean, it. I mean, obviously you start off against a really good team in Louisiana, and then, you know, I, I want to say it tapers off a little bit, but but it really does it, right? I mean, you, you have South Alabama on the road, Coastal Carolina at home, New Mexico State at home in an out-of-conference game, and then obviously that huge uh, – Halloween night um, road game uh, Thursday night against App State. Um, and, and we kind of looked at, you know, you have Louisiana and App State in those three easy games, you know, in between, but that's obviously not, might not be the case now with, uh, you know, a possible trap game in South Alabama and, uh, you know, what looks to be a really good Coastal Carolina team. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. Um, another reason why I think this game is, is, is really huge is Louisiana and App State play pretty soon. I don't know if it's next week or the week after. I think it's next week. And it's in Louisiana. App has to go there. I think that will be I think that'll be probably the best team that App has played this season. I think Louisiana's better than North Carolina. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, but, it's it's two two games away. Okay, so yep. that's gonna be a really huge game because if we beat Louisiana and then Louisiana can beat App State, um then that will obviously help us out for a lot of reasons. Um, we have after at least one loss, and then we can hopefully beat them. Um, but I I think that Louisiana will take that game against App State. I do. Interesting. Uh, so I think that, that us getting this victory here against Louisiana will be will be really huge. And it's one that, quite frankly, if, we really want, if we're really serious about winning this conference, we've got to win this game. We do. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's it's you know outside of whatever plays out with coastal. I mean, it's it's the like I said, it's it's the it's the well. And, and to be honest, and to be honest with you, if we even want to make it to a bowl game, we gotta win this game. A lot of people have us going seven and five, yeah, which pretty much meant that we went one and five on the road, right? So we can't afford to lose a home game, right? We just can't. Um, we lose this, and if we go one and five on the road, we're six and sixteen, and hopefully we get in. But there's a slight chance that we could be like. Monroe last year instead of Hyden. Yeah, so hopefully that's not the case again. I think I think the crowd uh, will be a factor for sure. Um, I guess with that, Cody, we can we can get into predictions of, of what do you think, uh, how do you think this uh, Louisiana game is going to play out? So I think the crowd is going to show up and show out. I think our team will show up and show out as well. I expect a big, big game out of the front seven on defense. Um, I look for Ellis, Bird, um, C.J. Wright, I look for all of them, Johnson, third, all of them to have huge games. I think they shut down that run game, and I think Shy plays, and I think we get the offense rolling. And I'm going to kind of go out on a limb here and say that we win this game, and, and the offense gets clicking, and I think it kind of quiets everybody's uh, <laughs> issues that they've had with the yeah. offense. Yes, fears. Uh, and so I think we actually get above the 30-point mark. Um with a lot of great offensive play, and I think we win this game. I'm going to say 38 to 21. Oh wow! Okay, 
All right. Yep. Um, I don't think it will be quite as high scoring, but I do think the offense gets clicking. Um, I'm excited to see Shy Wirtz back uh, in action. Hopefully he will be, and I, I do think that if that's the case, um, the offense does get rolling. Um, I think you start seeing some of those red zone trips uh, end in, in seven points instead of, uh, you know, three or, or, or nothing. And, um, you know, we've got four offensive touchdowns, um, all season long in a, over three games um, and that ranks uh, dead last in the country. Again, um, I think we get at least three, if not four touchdown off, offensive touchdowns in this game, maybe a defensive or, or, or special team um, as well. Um, I'll say, uh, I'll say 30, um, I'll say 31, uh, 21. Um, we'll, we'll take this one. Yeah. So. I mean, I think the big, I, I think, and then we kind of obviously we hit on earlier, but I think a big thing is is bogging them down in the red zone and forcing them to kick field goals. If we do that, we I think we win this game pretty handily. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. Um, you know, and I, I think uh, you know certainly special teams will be a factor too. Uh, not just obviously mass, but, but uh, you know with the field goals, but field position game. Uh, you know how how well are we punting if if the offense does sputter. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, capitalizing on turnovers too on defense. Yeah. And right now, and, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not those stats that, that you should, I think obviously they need to be looked at and, and discussed, but I just don't think that, especially if shy plays that it, that it really tells the, the right picture here for how this game will go. Yeah, no, I I think so, and I wanted to bring him up because that's that's where we're at right now, right? But I mean, it's it's interesting yeah. because then you look at Louisiana, and it is it's a it's a tale of two offenses. But, but how mean, mis how misleading it, is right? How misleading is that picture because of the schedule we've had, the schedule they've had. The, yeah, yeah, here's what I think: if you put Louisiana Lafayette against LSU to start off the year. Do you think that their offensive and defensive numbers are as good as what they are no, now? They're not, uh, no, no, they're not. Of course not. Of course not. Um, so now do I think that they could probably beat Minnesota? Now that's an interesting question. I think they, I could, think they could. Yeah. Uh, 100, but, we yeah 100%. but we should have too, but we were also playing with a backup quarterback. Yes. Whereas their starting quarterback and, and, and their three big running backs are, are all healthy and, and good to go so far. So, yeah. um, I, I agree. I, I think, I think we it... had in the last episode about if Wesley Kennedy and Shai Wurtz was in here and we were all rock and roll and like nobody's business, we'd probably be the tarnation out of Minnesota. I mean, I think, uh, I think we'd be, I think we'd beat him. Yeah. I think we could beat him by 10 points or, or, or maybe, maybe a little more, but yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing, right? I mean, yeah, not having Shai, not having Wes um, obviously has, has been a factor and yeah, I mean, we're kind of running, not on empty, but we we haven't seen our our full potential, and then and then even even yeah. with even with those missing pieces out, um, you know we still have you know it's it's we have glimpses of it there, um, but you know these these stats are the way they are because of the the things we address. Um, well, and, that, and once I mean, we can get everything clicking, team. yeah, right. I mean, it's almost a brand new offensive team. I mean, you lose three starting offensive linemen, you have a new quarterback, you have pretty much. Three new running backs. I mean, I know, like you said, Roach and Wright played last year, but it wasn't like they got the full workload like Garrett and, and Fields did. Right. You know, and then you have Anderson and Rashad that's in there, but, you know, they don't get the touches, you know, obviously. And then you have Caleb Hood, who's a freshman. So, 
this is a really different offense than, than what we had last year. So I think once we get our pieces back, I think Shy gets in there. I think we get a, a, the ball rolling a little bit better in this game than what we've seen the past three games. If if it doesn't, then then that'll be a story. Yeah, those back in. But 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 yeah, yeah. no, I, I I think I'm I'm looking forward to to Shy being back. I am again not taking anything away from Tomlin. And, and and certainly has has eased the minds of Eagle Nation for you know if if we get in a situation where we need to bring in um, you know a, a backup we now have one but it, I think you just see we talked about the fluidness I think you see that with all well that and a better reach now. too yeah, right right like like if you go back to the fumble play I'm pretty sure I haven't studied it like intensively but I'm pretty sure on the play that he had the fumble on if he just Brent's quickly out to the outside. He gets around that block instead of trying to cut up field like he did, and and he actually gets positive yards and may get a first down out of that run mm-hmm. instead of going into the teeth of the defense and, and and having the fumble. So you know, I think there's things that come with with obviously getting more playing time and stuff like that. And I think we talked about playbook like, too. Yeah. We talked about playbook too, yeah. and, and certainly, I mean, we saw it last year against. And saw state of you know pulling out the in and around and, and you know things like that where uh, you know if you have shy back there maybe you do open up the playbook a little bit more and you, well, and you, know, you, know you probably do need seen, to do it we against have, we, haven't, we haven't seen anything under center either right exactly right. that's what and, I'm saying I, I think you see some of those wrinkles if if shy's back yeah I hope he is I hope I he, think is. he is I, I think, think he is, is too I, I think, think I mean I think this was the plan the whole time. Um, we, we talked about it. We, we talked about he it. He was he was six. dressed. He, he could have went for Minnesota. You can always play in what ifs. You know, if he was in that game, does that fumble happen? Do we get one? You know, better read, better pitch, better. You know, crazy athletic play where he bust one um, late. We get more than nine. You know, offensive snaps in the second half. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 we we get our you know first uh, P five win. Um, as a FPS team, you know, uh, you can always go with that. But I think this was playing all along, and uh, and and hopefully that's the case. And and I'll, I'll well, be excited to see, uh, you know, uh, four number four turn number one uh, back back as our QB one. Yeah. Uh, yep. Man, I can't wait for this Saturday. Yep, should be a good one. So for uh, all reasons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you'll have you'll have a uh, baby number two, um, yep. and then uh, and then yeah, and then hopefully we're we're. Uh, get to our uh, number two win of the year. Can't wait, Matt. All right. Well, with that, Cody, we will uh, we'll pick this thing up. And um, and best of luck with everything. And hail Southern. Hail Southern, Matt. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gata Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.